Welcome to the 15th episode of the Dudes Spaked Dudes podcast. This is not a podcast where we review high-end riding lawnmowers, nor is it a podcast about the history of failed off-off-Broadway musicals. This is a podcast about dudes who are spanking dudes and dudes who are being spanked by other dudes. And this podcast is hosted by two dudes. Hi, I'm Jaden. Hey, and I am Scott, also known as Red Spank. Scott, welcome back to the podcast, Jaden. Thank you. Yeah. Um, 15, that's that's uh, great. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa. When, did you, when was your first podcast? It's been over a year. Okay. So, yeah, I think we started in October of 2016. So... That's- yeah, so getting out there, it's been you know getting ready to do. For those who did who missed episode seven, this is Jaden's second appearance on our podcast, uh, and his appearance relates to the discussion on episode seven about the website and now app that he made called WAPS, and we'll get into that uh, in a minute. That we're going to be talking about uh, what's going on with WAPS um, and how uh, you can now download it on your iPhone. Uh, but first, just a little bit of fun business. Um, I got some really great communications, um, and this is kind of, I guess, sort of self-promoting the podcast, but it's it's great when I hear, get messages from people about how, how the podcast has helped them. Uh, I got a message from a uh, younger dude, uh, around 19, who communicated with me at uh, Big Daddy Vegas, who was a guest host uh, in episodes 13 and 14. Uh, he contacted me because he loves podcasts. Uh, he finds this one uh, informative and enjoyable. Um, he only joined, uh, he just recently started exploring spanking, just recently uh, joined some of these sites, and he's planning to go meet someone uh, who's the same age as him, near him, and he is all of 19. He's Skyped it, he's face cabbed and, and uh, all this great stuff. He he he's going to get his first spanking, um, and you know, so he just wanted to tell us, hey, thanks for having the podcast, which is awesome. Um, also, after uh, if folks uh, recall the the theme of the last episode uh, with uh, with Big Daddy Vegas was about New Year's resolutions and trying to get yourself out there in the spanking community, um, and I kind of offered to try to help people connect. Um, and I had a couple of other uh, other young people like this gentleman who were who live in you know the Midwest and the West in, in states like Iowa and Kansas and Nebraska, and they're struggling to find uh, guys. And I was trying to help, you know, I was just trying to communicate and get to know two different dudes. Uh, one was in Iowa and one was in uh, Kansas City. And then while all this was going on, did they? I was thinking of introducing them to each other, and they managed to do it themselves. And then they just recently finally met in person and got some spanking play in. So that was – so that's great. Uh, so even if you're out there in the Midwest and it, it feels difficult, uh, keep it up, and you will find dudes to spank or to be spanked by. Um, one of them had a uh, question that we'll get to at the end of the podcast with our question section. Uh, and also, uh, I want to put out there in advance, um, I have two dudes who are straight. Uh, one is actually married to a woman. Um, both of them are into spankings with dudes. And so that's something I wanted to get into get into a podcast episode to talk about. 
why there are straight dudes who need to have spanking play with other dudes, but, you know, feel heterosexual and are not really interested in sexual play with other men. Um, and they're not going to be on the podcast, but what I would really like to do is to invite folks who have questions about straight dudes who are into spanking and being spanked by dudes, um, about playing with them, what to know, anything that they're, they're curious about uh, for straight dudes who are into the spanking scene. Send those messages to me, or send those questions to me, um, and you can hit me up on Tubler as Red Spank Scott on WAPS, as Red Spank Scott on Recon, as Red Spank Scott, um, and on Spank This Hookups as Red SPK Scott. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pass along these questions to those gentlemen, and we will talk about, uh, I'll go over their answers in a future podcast episode. Uh, so that is it for our intro section. Uh, <clears throat> Jaden, so in the Real Dudes, Spake of Real Dudes, we had you on here before talking about the, the development of WAPS. Uh, for those of you who don't know what it is, WAPS, W-H-A-P-P-Z dot com. Uh, Jaden, just tell everyone a little bit about what it is and what it was the first time you were on the podcast. Okay. So it was, I think, almost a year ago when I did the my first podcast. And at that time, I had just created uh, a new website called WAPS.com, which Scott just uh, spelled out. The original goal of this was to build something that would eventually support um, apps that run on, on phones. Um, it's interesting that when I built the site, I was shocked by the percentage of people that were viewing the site on a phone. Um, it, was, it was by far like the vast majority of people were using their phone to use the website okay further confirmed for me like how important um it is i mean everyone's on their phones and people are you know looking for for more mobile friendly ways of um accessing resources yeah Um, phones also offer some additional benefits um like the gps is built in yeah and so that's the right right now the big thing the big thing when you first launched waps the two big things that it offered um, that other other spanking and fetish connection sites didn't offer them on was one yeah GPS you could see you couldn't you know it, it, it wasn't snooping on people but you could see the distance between you and them so you could find people who were physically close to you and then the other one was even though it wasn't an app when you first started it um, it was designed to be very smartphone friendly right so the site was was designed to sort of fit the width of whatever screen and device you're using. Um, but now that it's a native app, it's even more user-friendly. Um, the other additional enhancement with an app is that you can send um, and receive notifications. Um, so that will, the little red circle with the number on the side, as well as if you choose, you can, you can be, you know, it can make a sound, it can show it on your lock screen. Um, that's all customizable by whoever downloads the app. Right. Before we get into all of that, though, what we what we kind of need, what we need to talk about is how we got from there to here, because because there's a there's a very interesting story here, and it kind of that that plays into some of the challenges of having a fetish and trying to find other people, uh, because you know you, you started off with the website with the intention of getting it into the Apple Store. Uh, and getting it as a downloaded app. So tell us about what happened when you tried to do that. 
Oh, well, there's a there's a pretty pretty long story behind it. Um, I, I would start off by saying that I mean, my 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 intention was that I, I'd like to see our community become a bit more mainstream. I mean, we're never going to be in the majority of you know society, but um, I don't think we need to be underground anymore. I don't think we need to be sort of hidden away and and everything in sort of absolute secrecy. Um, and part of that is getting it, you know, to become an app. And, and something that um, people need to understand is there's two major providers of um, smartphones, which or software that runs smartphones. So one of them is Android and the other is Apple. And they're actually very, very different. I mean, it's different software involved, different programming language. Um, but one of the main differences that I didn't really fully appreciate when I started down this road um, is distribution. And what that means is how do you get your apps onto the phones of people that want to use them? And with Android, it's very simple. Um, you can distribute an app to anyone that chooses to download it. With Apple, it's a completely different story. Essentially, Apple devices, um, even though you own them, uh, they're locked down. Apple does not allow you to install your own software on it. Um, all apps that are on iOS devices are approved and they're reviewed and approved by Apple. Um, so one of the things that I ran into first, as you can imagine, is that Apple has a kind of blanket, no pornography policy. Um, I was like, okay, well, that's fine. Um, it's not a pornographic app. And, you know, I did have plans to filter the photos uh, from the beginning. Um, but they take it a step further and they actually, in their, in their guidelines, um, their compliance guidelines, they don't allow, and they basically ban anything that's they consider overtly sexual. So it's like, well, that's a pretty vague <laughs> description. And they further go on to define it. And they say that essentially anything that might turn someone on is not allowed in an iPhone app. And this could be kind of a, a surprise to g gay men who use apps to connect with other men um, because they are, in fact, very sexual <laughs> oriented. If anyone has, you know, you can pull up Recon on your, uh, they've got an app that you can pull up on your phone. Uh, I'm on Scruff and you get some very sexually explicit um descriptions in there so like in my mind i when you first told me you were having some difficulties it was really confusing to me so so what what happened when you submitted your app submitted WAPS for approval so yeah basically i, I in the initial submission um, i decided to essentially just copy the website and take the nude photos out and the response was very quick and it was absolutely not <laughs> Um, and I, you know, I complained or I didn't complain. I just, I asked for more, more feedback because really one of the frustrating things with Apple review is that they, their MO is they basically don't give you any feedback. They just say, you don't meet this guideline. Therefore we don't want you. And so their response to my, my request for this feedback was that they would schedule a phone call. Um, because I think the, the other thing that, um, people need to realize with Apple is that they will not accept um, beta apps or you know concepts or you, you basically you have to complete a finished product. And that makes sense. I mean, in a certain way, if you know a company like App or a company like Apple, you don't want to be spending a lot of time and resources looking over people's apps before they're ready to go. Exactly. And 
so, but it's it run the risk as a developer um, that you could put all these hundreds of hours into creating an app, and Apple could turn around and say, "Oh, sorry, <laughs> we don't like it." So they did agree to this phone call, and so I, I was sitting there thinking, "Okay, well, this is going to be an interesting call." <laughs> and uh, at that time, um, that's when I got essentially really the only detailed information that I ever received from Apple um, around this whole situation, and. I spoke to a woman who was a manager of the app review uh, team, and she just told me, basically in her words, that they would never approve an app that was targeting people based on a fetish, on a specific fetish. Yeah, on a very spe on a specific fetish, and we, we talked about this, and I found that kind of fascinating and interesting, and it was one of the things that made me realize that um, Recon, we've talked about it, and we actually talked about it when you were on the podcast last, that Recon has all these interests that you can tag yourself as as having and make it easier to search people with shared interests, but none of them are directly involved. There isn't one for spanking. There isn't even one for S&M, but there is one for leather, so there's no tags and they still don't they've added several since the last time i had you on the podcast but again they have not added spanking they have not added snm nothing that indicates that you're into um pain as a sexual um something that inspires you sexually or, or turns you on and i began to realize after when they started rejecting you that's why recon doesn't do that yeah, it, it's very likely that they're sensitive to certain things, and it, I mean, it would be nice if they just sort of came out and said, okay, this is what we like and this is what we don't like, um, but they don't. I mean, they basically say, you, you're welcome to continue submitting your app, and we will continue basically giving you no feedback and saying whether we accept it or we don't. <laughs> so I realized at that point, I was like, hey, I put a lot of work into this. I know that the website by itself really isn't isn't enough. I mean, first of all, that wasn't my original goal, um, and second of all, I mean, we everyone uses Spankus hookups, and I I still use it. It's it's a wonderful resource as a website. Um, it's not an app, but uh, I wanted to you know I, the whole point of this was to have an app. So when Apple was you know being that way, it was beginning to think that well maybe this isn't possible. <laughs> It's it's fascinating in the sense, you know, and, and we talked about this extensively, you know, uh, Jaden and I had a, a very long conversation and, and Jaden forwarded me some of the communications he had gotten from Apple. And there's this, it's, it's a fascinating look at how somebody who is, who does not have a fetish or who is outside of the fetish scene, it doesn't really understand it how they see the community, even if they're not trying to be negative about it. Like, I, I was reading the message you got from them, and they didn't think there was anything particularly wrong. You know, they weren't suggesting that there was anything bad, you know, about about being in this banker or something. Or they didn't think that you were perverted or filthy or anything like that. But they could not see, even though we know as gay men, you know, what people are using all these gay hookup apps for. They could not look at WAPs and see that it was the same thing for guys into spanking. Um, they thought it was somehow more sexual than those other apps for some reason, right? Is that is that what you got from it? Yeah, I think too specific. And um, 
you know, they, they were just very sensitive to that. I mean, when you consider that um, they seem to, when you look at other apps that, that have been approved, they seem to go for things that are much more generic, like even recon, uh, it's specific to people into fetish, but, but it doesn't drill down like into, into really specific fetishes like ours. Um, and so they like things that are considered more, I guess, more mainstream um, where, you know, 50 Sage of Grey is like very well known around the world, for example. And so, okay, well, having an app like Recon, well, we could do that because most people would relate to that. The other thing that, you know, it drove me crazy because I would search the app store and I, I, I think I searched like sexual or something on, on the app. The first thing that comes up is erotic sex games for couples. <laughs> If they're rejecting me for being overtly sexual, then what the hell is this? You know, <laughs> so it was very frustrating. And and really, what it was is that I mean, they're they're rejecting me not for being overtly sexual, but because they they use that to say, well, we, we don't want your app. You know, we think it's it's not it's not appropriate for the app store. Is basically their their position. They use that as a as their sort of official response to you. But it's not it's not on the basis of it being being overtly sexual. So. So anyways, to, you know, long story short, I went through um, a couple of rounds of trying to clean it up and, and, you know, I changed some of the wording and I, that's where the sort of dating and chat um, focus came from. I actually took the word spanking out of the description and I, and I used the abbreviation CP. Um, oh, okay. I added BDSM as well, just to show that, okay, well, this is not just one specific fetish group. Um, and then in right before Christmas, I kind of got to my wits end and I decided to actually um, uh, launch an appeal. They do have a, a um, very detailed uh, process where you can, you can essentially appeal the app review board and you say, well, I, you know, I'm not happy with how my app has been treated and, and they, will, they will look at it. And so I really, in that, I, I consulted with several people and and put together a, a piece and basically trying to defend our community, trying to say that like, you know, we, we are no different than other people looking to hook up or to, to meet other people that are like-minded that have, you know, the compat compatibility and you know, all dating apps are based on sexual compatibility in a way. I and mean, you're attracted to somebody who you aren't, there's different factors involved. So I put that appeal together and essentially they responded and the only thing I could get out of, well, they denied it, first of all. <laughs> um, but the only sort of um, thing I could get them to say is that they, they did acknowledge that the intent of the app was, you know, around community. It was not sort of a pornographic distribution app. Um, but they said that because the community is centered on a sexual topic that it, you know, wasn't appropriate for the app store and they didn't want it. Which is absurd. I mean, it's <laughs> because, you know, Recon is an app that result revolves around hooking up on the basis of shared sexual interests. Yes. Yeah. And, and part of the appeal, I mean, the, really the grounds for the appeal was that, okay, you've approved all these other apps and I have, something to offer that would that would complement them you know it would be another offering on the app store um that would you know that apple people that own iphones would want to use and um, at any rate so i you know that was really that was at the point where it was kind of like okay well this is really not this is not going anywhere um and so i i for better or for worse i i had a bit of a, a second wind or i guess it's maybe a third or fourth wind at this point but I had a bit of time off from my day job and I 
I just came up with this concept and I thought, well, okay, I don't want to build an Android app yet because, you know, without an iPhone app, I mean, we're such a small community that if we only had half the people, it really won't work. Right. Like, you have to have both. Otherwise, it's this is not going to work. So I don't want to, you know, go down the road of, of putting all the work in and, and then not having anything in the end. And so I thought, well, I really need to take one more kick the can. And what if I were to take everything that they could possibly be perceived as sexual out of the app uh, without jeopardizing the core purpose, which is, you know, to help, help people meet. So that was what I did. Um, you'll notice that there are some things missing from the app. You download it today. The uh, notable thing is the free text descriptions were taken out uh, for now. Uh, I do have some plans to get them back in. Yeah. So, so like, so as with like, as with recon and, and spank this, when you make a profile on WAPS, you can put all sorts of personalized stuff at the top. All of that shows up on the website. Unfortunately, at the moment, none of it shows up on the phone version, on the app version. Yeah. So what I, what I added as a, sort of um, to carry us over is I added the tags feature. So you can, there are pre-selected or sort of predefined tags that you can choose from to help narrow down like what you're interested in. Uh, but you can't, you currently you cannot have a free text description on the app. Yeah, but, but you do, um, the message, the, the message system works completely. So just as with every other app, you can, if you see someone who's interesting to you and you see their tags and you, you like whatever they have tags, you like their pictures, you can start messaging them and you can say whatever you want in messages. Correct. Yeah. And so that finally got you onto, uh, onto iPhones. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I was actually quite like, oh my God, it actually, actually approved it. So uh, when did, when did it start becoming available? Uh, it was about a month ago. And it is March now. Yeah. So if you have an iPhone, you can go to the app store and download WAPS on your iPhone. Um, I have it on mine. Um, it works. Um, there's still there's still some bugs and stuff, and we can and people can contact you <laughs> on there uh, if they find bugs and stuff. Absolutely, yeah. It's going to take some time, and and also just for people to be aware that that it's out there. I mean, it is very new, and we haven't had an app like this for spanking, so. Um, it's exciting, but yeah, there, there's some, there's definitely some work ahead still. Um, part of it too is, is building the Android app, which is like kind of the other half of people. Yeah. And so that's what you're going to do next, right? That's the next thing. Um, as well as, as helping the, um, the iPhone app get going. As yes. Well. So stay tuned. I'll, I'll let, when you, when you get the Android version done, I'll definitely let people know on the podcast so they can start downloading it on Android. Um, and how do people reach you? On WAPS? The best way is if you go into the settings, there's a support section, there's a contact support. And that way, it, I have a ticketing system so it, it gets tracked and, and I, I know I can follow up on, on bugs and things like that. You can also reach out to me on my profile. People have done that as well, and that's fine. Yeah, and this is, uh, it, it should, I, I should make it very, very clear to folks that this is. This is still a one-man show, right? This is all you. 
do yeah, it. Yeah, call me. And yeah, and it, it's really, you know, this is a labor of love. This doesn't, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, although I would say that it, it's encouraging that the, the app is in the first month is actually um, making money. And much to the chagrin of Apple, <laughs> cutting <laughs> off the spanking fetish, which I think is awesome. So what what do people get? And we've mentioned this before, but just you know, there is a free version, and you can upgrade it, kind of like what Recon does. What do you get when you upgrade into a paid version of the app? Uh, with the app, essentially, you're getting more photos, and there's also you get a little bit more insight into online status, uh, which will help as the app grows. Um, so one of the things I realized that's, you know, really important is people want to know exactly who's online at that moment. And so with the paid version, you know, who's active, like other people that are actually have the app open in the foreground. Um, whereas the free version just shows you who's, who's been online, um, like in the, in the last like 30 minutes or something. So. Yep. So, uh, if you don't, if you don't have WAPS, uh, and, uh, you're looking for something on your phone, uh, download it. I'm very, very curious to see how this this works out to me i think I, I keep checking it but it's like like you said without without the app version of it it's kind of like it, it feels redundant so i'm i'm hoping i'm hoping you know the 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 app takes off because i wasn't sure a podcast would take off like who needs a podcast specifically about guys picking each other but it i've it, i'm still amazed that that we our, my last, the most recent podcast episode, uh, episode fourteen, with a with a, it's had more than eight hundred listens. So I'm just I'm just kind of amazed by that. Our first episode of the podcast has been listened to almost six thousand times. So so there's there's opportunities, and I really 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 hope that WAP succeeds. So. Yeah, well, and and I think you know the podcast is a fantastic idea. Um, and, and that's how these things start is you, you kind of, you get an idea and, and some people are like, Oh, that could work or that won't work at all. And, and you do it and you know, there's work involved and some risk and, um, but your podcast has really helped people. I mean, you've had all those listens, but also the fact that there's individual people that have learned more and, and become more involved and active in, um, something that they really like that they may have been more reluctant to explore, um, you know, before. Having, yeah. having access to this. Yeah, and like you, it started because I was also looking for ways to give back to the spanking community because I had been part of it for so long. And I'm like, I was thinking about the skills that I have and what I can do. And what I do is talk a lot. Um, so <laughs> and so that, that it was like, you know, that that could possibly work for a podcast. And, and uh, so with Brian, and it was actually initially Brian's idea of doing a spanking podcast. And so I partnered up with him. Um, so but with that, let's uh, let's wrap up the real world section here. And if anyone has any questions about WAPS or whatever, send them, you know, send them my way. I, I'm talking to Jaden on a very regular basis. I see him regularly. Um, um, although I, I missed you because uh, I was sick earlier in the month, I, I, uh, there was a party that I ended up skipping because I wasn't feeling well. But uh, So with that, let us move on to the fantasy life of spaking. Um, and we're going to talk about something interesting um, that is both about fantasies but also real world. And we kind of The fantasy life section has kind of morphed into this kind of thing. And we're going to talk about headspace. Uh, and uh, 
And, and this came from um, actually when, when Jaden and I was was planning this podcast. Uh, the initial plan was. Um, for, for, for people who listened to episode 11 of the podcast, we talked about uh, with Jake, who is very much into daddy boy spanking play. And so when I was, was talking with you, Jaden, um, you also have a different – you very much into the daddy discipline role play, uh, a little bit different from, from how Jake's. And so we were going to talk about your version, and then you brought up heads, getting into a certain headspace. I'm like, wait, let's talk about headspace. So – Headspace. Jada, what does headspace mean to you? Well, for me, it's, it's getting outside of your present-day self as far as your, your mindset. And, you know, in, in a sense, you're kind of entering a fantasy world. Um, and what's helping you to enter that is this situation that's, you know, being created with the help of, you know, who, whoever you're playing with. Yeah. And I kind of would have like, I like the word headspace because we, t- I typically end up using the word, we tend to use the word role play a lot in spanking. And I keep saying I'm not into role play. But when you use the word headspace, you start thinking about it differently. Because um, when I talk about what, what really gets me into a scene, the whole bully play thing, I'm not pretending to be somebody that I'm not. But I'm getting myself psychologically into a place where I'm either as the top or the bottom that allows this to happen. And so, so there is a, there is a very sense, sort of a sense of role play, but it's not just that. It's not just like, it's not acting. So, so tell me a little bit about, about the headspace that you need to get yourself into, or you like to get yourself into. Yeah. Well, part, like I realized very early on that I had certain fantasies about spanking. Um, and they didn't involve me being spanked for present day things. Like, so I, I don't really enjoy if somebody comes over and like, oh, you haven't been working out or you're not eating well and you're getting spanked. And to me, that, that doesn't really turn me on. I mean, it, if it helps them, then okay, fine. We can kind of work with it. But, um, I like to be thinking, okay, well, I'm actually, you know, a little boy and I'm in trouble, uh, or, you know, I could be a teenager or whatever. I like to be a younger um, person. And I like, you know, the, if it's, if it's a dog, I like them to be in, in like a, in a parental role or, or something domestic, so an uncle or something like that. And I find that those um, situations are, um, they're, they're more erotic (laughs) uh, because they're, they align more with, I guess, my, my fantasy of what a spanking means and um, what can, uh, what can help you. Um, enjoy it more in a sense because it is painful right and I don't right I've learned that that I don't enjoy the pain by itself um, I played with I consider myself kind of a mid you know when I'm bottoming like it's like a mid mid-level um, person and I, I've explored going a little harder and I sort of realized well when this becomes like an endurance test then I'm, I'm really not enjoying it there's there's really nothing um, about it that that I like which is not which is not good, um, but I you know at least I know that. So. Yeah, and then and, and uh, for example, uh, Sydney, who who we've had on the podcast a couple times, he doesn't need to be in a headspace. He gets him you know to to enjoy the the bottoming for spanking. He puts himself in the headspace just for being spanked. He likes how it feels. He likes the control, you know, or the the, the feeling of being in that situation. You know, I, on the other hand, because it's, it's funny, uh, 
so Bospian wasn't able to make it to the last Moonburn party, so I didn't get spanked at Moonburn, the most recent Moonburn. And Sydney's like, well, there are these other guys here. Uh, you know, you should you should get spanked. And I'm like, I, I can't. And I when you bring up Headspace, it, you know, it made that click for me. I need to get in a very particular Headspace in order to bottom at all, at all. Like I can, and so it needs to be, you know, it needs to be a top that I find both dominant and attractive. You know, I need to be attracted to my tops, even though it, it hasn't gotten sexual and I'm not really interested in it necessarily getting sexual. But, you know, and it, they, they, the more, um, the more classically sadistic they are, you know, about it, the more it appeals to me. So, so, the, you know, very much the opposite of daddies. And, of course, I've talked about this a lot in the podcast about bully play and being bullied and being a bully. Um, that's what gets me into the headspace to take heavy punishment because I want I want those endurance sessions. And that's how I get myself into that headspace. So, but as, as I understand it, your um, to enter the headspace, you kind of need the right person and the right attitude that they have. And, and it's not just the pain alone. So you, you as well, we have that in common that we need, there's certain aspects that have to be kind of set up before you can enter the headspace in order to endure the pain. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about it a little bit. So for example, um, I'll talk about it, you know, I'll talk about it as a bottom. You could talk about it as a bottom, then maybe you could talk about it a little bit as, as a top, you know, for example, um, boss man, um, what I really love when, you know, when we're in sync, he's very physical. Um, he pushes me around, you know, slap, I've talked about how he helped me discover that I like being slapped. Um, but he like pushes me, he grab, you know, he grabs me, pushes, pushes me, smacks me, kicks me in the butt, literally kicks me in the butt. And so he really, you know, um, is really able to be this very physically physically dominant person who's not afraid of putting his hands on me so for you what does a top do that gets you in that headspace yeah so for me um well i'll get i'll give a couple examples um it'll probably help people understand so i some of the best um i call them role plays but essentially like headspace sort of play um that i've had um where one of them was around um, breaking curfew. And at the time I, I was visiting uh, one, of my, one of my dom friends at his house and he, he's older and so plays the role of, you know, the, you know, the father of the teenage son kind of very well. And he, it was dark and he actually sent me to walk around the block, you know, and then to come back in the house. And he, when I got back into the house, all the lights were off and he was kind of sitting on this lazy boy chair with like one little tiny light, you know, <laughs> paper kind of thing. And it's just, just the whole situation that he created, you know, he put work into that. He did some planning and, um, and then he was very verbal, you know, when it came time to like, you know, I've been caught, you know, I thought I was going to be able to sneak in and it didn't work. And, and all of that allows me to really think, well, actually, like I actually, am in, in, in that moment, in that play session, um, you know, I am that teenage boy and that's what um, makes it really, really hot for me um, versus, you know, being at a party or something where it's just like, hey, you come bend over my lap, you know, that doesn't have any sort of 
fantasy component to it. I mean, it, it can be fun and you can meet people that way and stuff, but um, these kind of uh, role plays where they're, you know, it's a, it's a one-on-one thing. Um, I think that there's a couple of components though. One of them is you do have to know the person. Yeah. So don't recommend doing a very complex detailed role play with somebody you never met before. No, that gets really awkward. I had someone, you know, I was spanking someone at Moonburn and he was, he wanted to get it. He needed to get into a headspace or which I wasn't aware of when we started playing. And so he kind of did this, like, I don't know why you're spanking me. I, you know, I, I didn't know him at all. And he says, I don't know why you're spanking me. I didn't do anything wrong. And I'm like, I, it, it caused me, it was like stage fright all of a sudden. Cause I'm like, I didn't know what to say. Cause I didn't, I didn't know how, I didn't know what he had done wrong. We did. <laughs> so I couldn't say, well, you did this, this, and this, and that's why you're getting spanked. So it was this really awkward moment that almost blew the scene entirely. So yeah, you you need to you need to know the guy. Yeah, and and part of that is that there's you know I call them buttons, so like pushing the right buttons, and mm. definitely not pushing the wrong buttons as well, um, because that is what um, gets people in their headspace and keeps them there. And it takes time, and and you really have to kind of learn. You know, there's they vary by the individual of of the things you can verbally. You know, when you're doing role play, the things that you can say that are just absolutely right on. Um, and, and then of course the things that for that specific person, you better avoid because that will then break them out of that headspace. Yeah. Really don't like, you know, and, and some people like just the whole domestic type situation, they don't like that at all. They don't want to be, you know, they don't want to have that fantasy. And so you can't be like, you know, oh, you're such a bad son or something because that could really, you know, ruin the, the headspace for them. Yeah. For me, what it is funny because it's part of, um, a lot of bully SM scenes, and that is um, some some bottoms are and tops are turned on by the use of the F word. Um, I, I hate saying it. Um, I don't, and I, it's it's taken me a lot of effort not to judge guys for having that fantasy of of having that abusive language directed their way. But it's something it, it's something that helps them get into the role as either the top or the bottom. And in fantasy, it's fine. It's not like they're asking people, it's not like they're going around calling people that in real life or asking people to call them that in real life. But I find even as the bully or, you know, being bullied, I can't use that word at all. I just, it has too much negative growing up in Florida and seeing that word thrown around to hurt people a lot i can't i can't use it so so i try not to judge people for for having that fantasy or using that word to get them into their headspace but i'll never use it yeah it's important to know to know the person and um, and and what the stuff i'm talking about too there there is some planning involved um you know some people can be good at at improv and and verbally you know very witty and such but to do a really complex role play um you do have to put some work into it but I, w- I would say my big advice would be like, it, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect because it, it never will be. And that's a challenge with um, particularly people that are new to exploring this as they, they have these fantasies and they think that, you know, if they send you copious amounts of, you know, email and that all, you know, you're going to create this fantasy for them, it's going to be absolutely perfect. And it's like, well, it doesn't really exist. I mean, you can get close. <laughs> yeah. Part, partly it's, it's you adjusting, you know, what you're, 
what your expectations are as well um, to get closer to that holy grail. Yeah, and you know, headspace matters for tops as well. Um, and that's one of those reasons why I talk about how it's important for um, tops and bottoms to connect in um, with similar, to try to have similar fantasies about how they want spankings to play out. Because for people who are, you know, dudes who are exclusively bottoms might not realize this. Um, long spanking sessions are very, very exhausting for the top. Um, I, you know, Moonburn is four hours, and I'm usually, if I get a lot of play, oh, I am absolutely exhausted. My arm is killing me, you know, when it's over. Or if I have um, a bottom who is particularly tough and I'm able to do a really strong bullying session with them, oh my god, my, it, it's, people underestimate, it's very physical, it's 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 not, you know, for, it's not just smacking a butt. It's, it's, and so one of the things that happens is headspace uh, for tops, getting in that headspace and really feeling part of that scene helps cause that adrenaline rush for the top. Um, so for a bottom, not only do you get the heads for a lot of bottoms, you get the headspace from the situation in the domination play, um, but being spanked, the physical feeling of being spanked, um, the nerves, you know, that cause is hormone stimulation, you know, so for some guys it causes arousal, but being spanked <clears throat> um, causes stimulation. For a top, it doesn't work that same way. So the head, so for a top, getting into that headspace, you know, like when I could be a bully, if I've got someone I could just be a jerk to and they can take it, that um, allows me to ignore the um, the wear and tear, you know, on the top of doing a long session. For me, it, it, it kind of works like as a top, um, I seek the reactions. Yeah. That's where you know that, okay, well, this is this is actually making a difference. <laughs> um, and, you know, when you see someone react um, and it, it can be verbal as well, like if you're in if you're in kind of a role play headspace uh, where they're, you know, they're changing their their tone and and such and that to me is that that's what makes it really hot yeah. when you're top yeah now can you let's talk about like how to you know what you could do when it comes to like looking at um spank porn and stuff like that how can you think of a um a video or or, or something you look for in porn or something that you did look for in spanking porn in the past that helped you recognize the headspace that you need the, the videos that I like the most, I, I was thinking about this, you know, when we were planning this episode, and um, they're, they're actually uh, a series that they're, they're homemade or they're kind of user-generated, and, and eventually uh, I, I actually met uh, the people involved in these videos, which was very cool. Uh, but if you go on to hotbottoms.net, which is, which is the, new, uh, the new South Spanking, um, for those that don't know, Hot Bottoms is a – essentially a spanking Facebook. It's a phenomenal resource with uh, all kinds of content. A lot of it user generated. So things people have made that are in spanking, it's kind of a place to go and share that. Um, but if you go to the video section, the easiest way to find these, if you go to videos and you just sort by most liked, um, then you'll see the videos from X Mr. Spanks. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they're incredible. And there's some really cool like headspace um, 
uh, stuff going on with, you know, dad, particularly the dad son scenes. There's one called Never Again. I think that comes at the top of the list when you sort it by the most liked. Um, but he's got he's got a, a dozen or so videos on his profile there. And what what do people see? What, what will people see when they look at him? Well, what you see is, is, you know, the scene starts out and, you know, one of them, for example, that the never again, it, it's, it's about disrespect. It's sort of about a, a teenager that's, that's been disrespectful and he's actually kind of um, grabbed by the, the back of his jeans and like lifted up and carried into this workshop. <laughs> and, you know, then, then he's, he's sort of stood in front of his dad who's sitting on the, the workbench and, and given a lecture, so this very there's this verbal component, and you see you see his face like and how he's sort of um, being taken down a couple notches by well a you know now he's in this position where he's going to get punished, uh-huh. and b you know he's being told like you know how disappointed his father is and all the things that he's done, and and then you know then of course the the, the pants come down and then he's get, you know he's getting a spanking. I think it was a, mostly with the bath brush. So it's a pretty intense spanking as well. Um, but I guess you, the, what you see is this sort of transformation of they both play these characters, you know, the, the spanky or, or the, the sub or the bottom is, is transforming from somebody that is, you know, basically not, not afraid or not concerned of anything and then, and then becomes very, very much a different, has a different attitude when he realizes that he's going to be getting this hard bath brush spanking. So it's I, I find those um, anything that has the that additional kind of dialogue and that seems realistic, um, uh, it's very very enjoyable. You know, if if it seems obviously scripted, then of course it's not as fun because you're like, well, it doesn't seem that, you know, doesn't seem like they were really in a headspace. They're just following a script. Yeah, and that's you know that's how you can tell a good one from a bad one. You know, when they when it when it feels natural and. For me, actually, what if my – and I actually I, – I wrote a series of Tumblr posts about it even before I even started the podcast. So it's like a long time ago, and I just now, after the conversation with you, you know, planning this, I started thinking about Headspace, and I thought about uh, that video. There was a video that I had uh, posted about on Tumblr as being my favorite spanking video of all time. And it was called. It was from Control T, you know, this studio from the '80s that's no longer around, '80s and '90s. Um, and I believe it's called Fraternity Tales. Um, and I don't know what the initial name of it is because it was like they've been packaged and repackaged and everything. And um, the thing, it was it was a fraternity scene. It was a bullying scene. And the thing about it was, it, um. The top was this big, beefy, very physical, muscular guy. Uh, the bottom, less so, had a nice butt, though. And so, but what the made the scene? Of course, first of all, the same age groups. It wasn't. It wasn't a domestic scene. It was a fraternity scene, first of all, which of course is always a turn, a turn on for me. Uh, but the big thing, what made it very special, is it was a bullying scene. Um, the bottom hadn't done anything wrong. There was this sort of pretense that he had done something, but it was never explained, and it didn't matter. The top just wanted to spank him, and it was ha- it was essentially frat hazing. And the top, there was hardly any conversation in the, the the top sort of physically controlled and dominated the bottom without using bondage or restraints. He physically picks the guy up. Um, 
and and sits on a bar stool and throws him over his lap. And so the and then so so, so there's that component. Like I mentioned, like someone when when Bossman gets physical with me, when the bully the bully also gets physical with me and pushes me around, and I really like that. And that's what happens in this video. The top is very, very physical. He's stronger than the bottom. The bottom squirms all over the place when he's on his lap and bucks around. And, you know, for me, that's really hot. Especially, you know, as a top, I love it when bottoms squirm when I'm spanking them. That really gets me in a headspace. Um, and then, you know, the and then later on, there's a paddling seat where he's got the the bottom pushed over the back of a chair and the bottom keeps complaining and kicking and and struggling and trying to get up and the top keeps pushing him back down to take more spankings uh more swats for the paddle that was so hot and in fact um the last time the bully came to moonburn he did that to me uh, when I was, it wasn't over a chair. I was on one of the, you know, one of those tables that we have for people to, to stretch out on to get spanked on. I kept trying to, you know, push my way up, and he would push me back down to paddle me some more. Um, and that really, you know, really kind of got me into that headspace where I was giving up control to him in a different way than your headspace. So. So yeah, yeah. So so look for those things. Like when you see those things in when you're you know in spanking porn, don't just think about oh this is really hot and this is turning. Well, do that. You know you know get aroused, have fun with the video, but later on start thinking about what was it? What was it? Not just about the role play, but what was it that got you into that headspace? Because this is just the whole bullying thing has been kind of a journey for me. And I just now, after identifying like two years ago, that was my favorite spanking video, talking about how much I enjoyed the physicality of it, I realized that made that connection with what I like to play in real life. It's not so much the bullying is part of it, but there's also the idea of the physical, the connection, the contact. All of those things work together. And it's not really necessarily about the role play. Yeah, but there is a headspace component. Yeah, well, the headspace is. Yeah. yeah, the headspace is something that's above the concept of role play. Like the role play is 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 a, a part of you being this person, and the reason you want to do that is so that you can elevate yourself into that headspace place. Have to figure out where you know for for people listening you know where where does your fantasy exist and it can take some time to figure that out and to yeah. know you know what you like and then but if you can combine that with the physical side which happens when you actually meet someone uh, that's really you know that's as good as it gets right yeah and and, yeah you have to be patient with it and as I said when you first meet someone um, sometimes it's easier just to do focus on the physical side because. You know, they really you do have to develop some understanding between two people uh, to make the headspace thing work well. So. Yeah. And then I think my final suggestion on that, because it happened to me just a, a couple a, a week or so ago, is um, when you first if you're first trying to contact someone um, in the spanking scene that you don't know, don't do it in character. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it with the idea. And it's just like, like, because
because I don't know. I don't know, especially because like you don't even know if they share unless they really get specific in their profile about wanting a particular scene, you know, or a particular headspace or a particular role play. You don't even know if that interests them. So it's like it's an immediate turnoff. Yeah, it's very risky. You know, I I wouldn't say don't do it. It's just realize that like that's kind of a risky way. To yeah, open, uh, I, I conversation. I had someone. What happens like someone? I referred to someone who messaged me. You know, and my my profile mentions that I'm into bullying and and in, into paddles specifically. And so someone messaged me who who wanted to play, and he's like, "Oh, you know." Who cares? You know, anyone could use a paddle. I want a good, strong man to hand spank me. And I'm like, well, then why did you, you know, like you insulted, you opened your by by insulting one of the stuff, one of the things that I enjoy about my spanking fetish. You immediately insulted me about it, and then you want me to punish you. And I'm like, what's in it for me? <laughs> and this is a, a you know something to keep in mind. Both sides have their headspaces, so be thinking about the fact that you need to get into a headspace. The other person might want to get into a headspace, too. How do you guys do this together so you both enjoy the scene? Yeah, it, it's, you know, and you do have to get, you know, as I say, you have to be civilized and get to the point where you're actually going to meet someone. Um, because otherwise, it, it just becomes, well, you might as well be on a chat room. Right? Yeah. And I, I find that, you know, there's, there's other sites I use, and I, I find that more and more they become like that, where... Like I'm, you know, I'm very unlikely to ever meet this person. So why am I doing this? Like, you know, it's nice that we're kind of exploring, entering these fantasies. And but I, I for one, you know, now that I'm taking the plunge, you know, I, I like to actually meet people. And so when I, you know, when I built WAPS and and when I go about finding people through other sites as well, like I try and focus on the, you know, the aspects where it's like, okay, well, let's focus on people that, you know, I have a chance of meeting. You know, may or may not meet them, but the ingredients are there, location, uh, compatibility, all of that. So, yeah. 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 So with that, let's, uh, let's wrap up the fantasy section. Um, if you guys, you know, if anyone has any questions about getting to that headspace, certainly send them, send them my way. We can talk about that. Um, uh, and it's, you know, such an omnipresent part of, of getting yourself into the mindset for spanking, um, to allow yourself to feel pain that your body tries to tell you you're not supposed to be feeling, um, so I did get, um, one question from, from the gentlemen, uh, the young gentlemen, the young dudes, uh, who are in their, uh, early twenties, late teens, um, but adults, um, who presented themselves as adults. Uh, uh, and one guy, he gets a fair, he's, he tells me, I get a fair number of messages from guys that are surprised that I list myself as a dom because he's pretty young. Is it okay for me to say that, or should I list myself as a switch and try to get spanked as well? Um, it's something that he's wondered about, and he doesn't know if he's making sense. He does make sense. Um, it's okay. It's absolutely fine to realize that you're a top when you're, you're a spanking top when you're 18, 19, 20, all along. Um, I think it is more typical for, for, for guys to start as bottoms and then develop as the tops that kind of happened to be that's happened to a, a, quite a few tops that I know is that they, they started more as bottoms um, or on both sides or interested in switch. But if you know your top, that's okay. 
Um, I think what's typically happening here is someone sees your profile and sees that they're that you're attractive and you're young and they want to spank you. And so they're like, are you sure you're a top? Um, but what I did say when I responded to him, and um, I talked about this with Big Daddy Vegas in episode 13 when we had our tips for tops. When you're one of the things that you're when you're new to the scene, um, even when you realize you're a top, one of the things you have to think about is um, learning how to use your implements. Uh, when you know, if you're wanting to do more than hand spank a guy, if you want to use paddles, if you want to learn to use belts and straps and straps and all of these other, some of these things that are very complicated, and you know potentially can cause injury, um, you need to learn what they feel like and how they how to use them. Um, like uh, both uh, both Big Daddy Vegas and I talked about in that podcast episode, we know what our implements feel like, even you know as even as tops. Um, and so it's important, you know, maybe not necessarily go around identifying yourself as a switch, but if you can find, you know, if you meet other tops in the scene that you feel comfortable with or, or a bottom who likes to switch, um, to have those implements used on you as well. Um, because one of the, one of the big things that happens with young tops who don't have experienced bottoms, especially if they've never grown up experiencing spankings or paddlings or any of these implements, is that they start too fast and too hard. Um, and the scene ends up being way too short. The bottom can't take it. And especially since if they're young, they're probably also dealing with inexperienced bottoms. Um, and that creates for a very, very negative experience. We had um, Duke on a, a podcast episode who's into all sorts of S&Ms, and he talked about that. His first S&M experience was uh, a spanking or a belt spanking scene with a, an inexperienced top, and that top did exactly that. He thrashed the heck out of him, and he couldn't take it, and that scared Duke away from spanking uh, for years, even as he got into other forms of S&M. So that would be my one one warning. If you're if you know you're a dom, be a dom. Don't be a you know don't be ashamed of of being your dom because you're young and and realize that some guys are going to ask you that because they want to spank you. Um, <laughs> but definitely do know do learn what your implements uh, feel like. Um, anything you'd like to add for uh, young tops, Jaden? Young tops. Um, yeah, don't don't be ashamed to say what you are. I mean, I, I think I completely agree with Scott on that point. Um, but I, yeah, I'd also say that it, it doesn't hurt to get experience. And if there's somebody that's nearby that, you know, you, you have some correspondence with and you kind of like them and, and they could be a, a person that could help you um, as you get started and, and even help you meet other people as well. Cause that can be a challenge. So. Yeah. And then of course there, there's a lot of guys in the scene like myself who prefer spanking scenes who aren't into the daddy boy thing, who want spanking scenes with guys their own age. So when you're a young top, there are young bottoms who don't want the daddy thing. And so they're going to want tops like him. So yeah. just like, just like I like, you know, boss man's my age the bully's actually 10 years younger than me and he likes he likes spanking older guys which is which is fun and funny um uh so yeah yep yeah. there's something for everyone right that's what makes the world go right. yes yeah <laughs> so yeah just keep keep trying and and but yeah keep an open mind and, and if somebody came along uh, that you think well you know they're not in my sort of desired age range or they're also a top 
but you know it doesn't hurt to meet them even if you just go and have a drink with them or something and you you can you can get some valuable uh, information sometimes so uh, but as usual you know be um, you know be careful and and make sure you you know you have some uh, some conversation with them make sure that it's somebody you you'd be interested in meeting and with that, I think we will wrap up this episode. Um, I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. I'd like to thank Jaden for coming back to the podcast. And we will look forward to seeing what happens with WAPS in the future. Once again, it is WAPS, W-H-A-P-P-Z dot com. Of course, if, you, if you're if you downloading it from the iTunes or from the App Store, just, just search W-H-A-P-P-Z, and it should come right up. Um, I tested it and it downloaded just fine. Um, and uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for being on the show, Jaden. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yep. If any of you have any questions, uh, I once again, I am on WAPS. Recon, Scruff, um, and Tumblr as Red Spank Scott. And I'm on Spank This Hookups as Red SPK Scott. So, uh, once again, thanks for listening. Go spank someone. Go be spanked by someone. And check us out next time on Dude Spankin' Dudes. <laughs>